Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Do you find yourself in the tug-of-war mindset of I want something sweet? Take this free quiz with steps to reclaim your shape and get back your va 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 boom Head to www.livingfabulously.com forward slash hello dash vitality. You'll find the link in the show notes. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today I'm absolutely delighted to introduce my guest, Melissa Costello, who is going to talk to us about the amazing journey she's been on and about her business of Karma Chow. So welcome to you, Melissa. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's so fabulous to have you here with me today. So tell me about yourself and what it is that you do, Melissa. Yes. Well, I am a transformational eating coach. I also have a master's in counseling, spiritual psychology. I'm a certified clinical holistic nutritionist and also a plant-based chef. So I have my business called Karma Chow and I was a private chef for a really long time. And now I mostly coach women around their relationship with food. Oh, that's brilliant. So we're going to have a fun conversation today. But yes, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's begin with you describing your well-being journey, because often we come to things because we've had an experience. Yes, yes. Well, mine is one that is very layered and rich, and it started uh, when I was a young child and uh, probably mostly when I was moving into my teenage years and my body started changing. And I had a lot of body image issues. And so my way of dealing with that was to restrict my food or to go on diets or to binge and purge and do all of those things that we do when we're not really educated and we don't know uh, about behaviors around food. We're just doing what we think is going to help us lose weight or make our bodies look a certain way. And so that started when I was probably a young teenager. And uh, as I went on my journey, I started to learn about eating healthier and I love to cook. So I just started to experiment with, you know, cooking healthier foods. And I was always an athlete my whole life. And so that started to help me transition a little bit out of so much craziness around my body image, although that was still very present and still very much a part of my struggles with food. But what I did was I I just became overly healthy over the years and I just wanted to suck up all the information I could find and research everything and learn about healthy eating. And I just loved to cook. So I was always experimenting with different ways of cooking. And, uh, you know, when I moved to California in my twenties, that was when things really started to shift it, shift for me because, uh, I learned about veganism and raw food and, so I became a vegan and I started to cut out uh, a lot of different foods out of my life, like gluten and sugar and dairy. And, you know, as a child, I also 
because because my my journey is very rich and layered, I also was uh, ill a lot. I had a lot of childhood illnesses, and so when I started to transform my diet, uh, those illnesses really went away. I had migraine headaches and irritable bowel syndrome. I had asthma as a kid. I had multiple bouts of strep throat, and so. And I was on antibiotics most of my life, and I did, just didn't know the damage that those were doing to me. And so through that journey and, and learning how to eat healthier, all that stuff went away when I started to really change my diet and clean it up. And I just remember, you know, as a kid and even into my early adult years, never feeling good when I ate. I always felt kind of icky and tired and and it was because I was eating so much junky food. You know, I was eating a lot of sugar. I was eating a lot of processed food, a lot of white flour, all those types of things. And so when I got to California, uh, it just all changed for me. And I really started to explore the world of food more. And um, I became, you know, I got into yoga. And that was when I learned about veganism and raw food. And then I studied nutrition. And I just was so really interested in you know, learning as much as I could. And I was still really much struggling with my, with my body image. And, you know, so I thought that the healthier I ate and the more I controlled my food, that that would, you know, bring my body to a place that I felt good about. And it did to a certain extent, but I, I still was never happy in my body. And that was because I wasn't really looking at the deeper reason why I didn't like my body. And, so that became a later journey for me in my 30s uh, when I went through um, my spiritual psychology training. I really started to look deeper at these layers around my body image because I kind of had the food thing down and I was eating really healthy and I was cooking healthy and I started my business as a plant-based chef and a nutritionist and I was helping people, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. And I started food-based cleanses, which were all about detoxing the body through eating clean food. And those were very, very successful. And they really helped me in my life. And, but there was still that, that kind of underlying issue with my body that I was always fighting against it and struggling and worrying about dieting and restricting and binging and all of that. And so when I did my training in uh, spiritual psychology, that was when I really started to look deeper and I, I basically healed my relationship to food and my body because I really saw the connection, how, you know, my eating was linked to my body image. And so the journey for me was really about, you know, accepting myself fully for who I am, learning to love my body and appreciate it. And and so that, that's why I do the work I do now with the transformational eating, because uh, as much as, you know, eating healthy is very, very important and eating clean is very important. A lot of people struggle with the consistency. So that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. Of course, there's many more layers to it, but it's been an incredible experience for me to learn and to be able to teach what I've learned. It's amazing. And I love that reference that you've put forward there that actually a lot of childhood illness and chronic problems actually mm -hmm. were eliminated through clean eating. Yes. Why do you believe there is an increase in chronic illness today? Well, I think that there, there's a lot of different reasons why I think, you know, environmental is a big issue. And then also, 
you know, we are overwhelmed, overstressed, overloaded. People are not getting enough sleep. We're, we're constantly, you know, being bogged down by electronics and phones and, and all these distractions and people aren't getting the quality of time alone or the quality of sleep that they need. And so we're in a rush all the time. We're eating a lot of convenience foods. People think they don't have the time to cook or prepare meals. And so it becomes a world of convenience and what's quick and easy. And that's not always healthy. And so people have, you know, really lost touch with the grassroots of where we came from and eating foods from the earth and taking care of ourselves and getting enough sleep and listening to the body's rhythms. And, and on top of that, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of environmental toxins and, you know, things in, in beauty products and household cleaners and, and all of that. And we could go on for hours about that, but I think that it's, it's very much a combination of things. And then there's also the emotional component, you know, and how we handle our emotional lives. I believe it's very holistic in, in terms of, you know, we have to look at all levels of our lives, the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual levels and, and look at, you know, what are the things we're saying to ourselves? How are we treating ourselves? Are we giving ourselves enough rest and enough self-care and enough downtime? And, you know, all of those things really matter when it comes to staying healthy. And you've hit a really important point there for me is you said convenience is not always healthy. Right. I'm amazed when you walk down what is called the health food aisle in the shop. Right. And you see, you see things like, for example, packaged soup, which can stay on that shelf for years. Right. And then we're going to eat that. Right. <laughs> I, I, I must say I am guilty of the odd time of using it when I'm on the run somewhere and I don't, but I'd rather make the time to actually prepare the food that I know will fuel my body for the long term. So it's quite interesting that, you know, we get this misconception in our head of what, you know, is healthy. Right. So I'm wondering then, Melissa, is how did you begin your recovery process? Because obviously it takes time. It's a journey. Yes. It's deep. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I think, you know, for, for many, many years, I was very interested in personal growth and the health thing came, actually came easy to me, uh, and eating well came easy to me. It was just something that I enjoyed and I enjoyed cooking. And yes, some of it was linked to my wanting my body to look a certain way. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when I, you know, I found I was just struggling so much with, um, restricting. And so for me, I, I was just so tired of feeling like this was going to be a lifelong battle for me that I would never feel, you know, comfortable in my body. I would never really appreciate it and enjoy the way I looked. I, I always felt found flaws. And so through, through my years of, of, you know, personal growth and really looking deeper at myself and wanting to, I had a lot of difficulty in my upbringing and there was a lot of sadness and a lot of fear and a lot of other things that were there that I just really started to dive more deeply into to, to heal. And, and so part of that was really my journey with my body and, uh, looking at, well, why was it that I didn't like my body? And so when I, when I got into my spiritual psychology training, I, I was at the point where I was just so fed up and so 
tired of being stuck in this cycle with myself and not feeling good and always coming back to, you know, oh, I'm going to start another diet or I'm going to restrict again, or I'm going to binge again. It was just like this constant vicious cycle. And I just was so fed up with it. And I knew that I couldn't live that way anymore. And so when I went through that program in 2000, I think I started in 2011 or 10, I started that program. That was really the beginning of that deeper journey for me into healing, you know, my issues around my body and with food. And, and so, you know, in terms of recovery, that was really kind of when it started. And I can't say that it was any one thing that worked, but what I had to do was really come into conscious awareness every day around my self-talk, the habits and behaviors, the patterning, all of those things that were so present for me that uh, I had to learn how to start to shift. And uh, that was kind of how my recovery started. And, and you know, through those years up until now, I mean, I, I have to say the last couple years, I've finally really fe felt that sense of freedom and where I can really enjoy my body and feel good. And my food, my eating is just, it's, it's what I consider normal uh, now I, you know, I, I, call, I, when I work with my clients, I always say, do you know what a normal eater looks like? And, and so for me, it's, it's not the battle and the struggle anymore, the judgment around what I'm eating and feeling the guilt and all of that stuff that goes along with it. And, and no more starting over on Monday, no more getting back on track. None of that stuff exists for any, for me anymore. So that in itself it has created so much freedom for me. That's fabulous because if it's a way of life, yeah. then, you know, sometimes you do have a sweet treat and you enjoy it and savor it and then you move on. Exactly. It's not like an event. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's, you just have it and enjoy it and, 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 you know, let yourself have the joy out of it. It doesn't mean that I don't ever eat things that I enjoy or that I restrict myself. It's not about that. It's about finding that normal, balanced, neutral way of being with food. And so how, how can we move to a clean way of eating and why is it really beneficial for us? Well, I think that it's beneficial because, you know, what I, what I consider clean eating is eating, you know, foods that are grown from the ground, you know, things that are, that are in their most natural state. And if you look at our great, great, great grandparents, it's like they grew all their food. They ate from the ground. They killed their own animals. They, they raise their own animals and kill their own animals. And so, you know, the closer that we can eat to the earth, the better, the more uh, nutritious it will be, the higher quality it will be, the better it will feed our body. And so I really see clean eating as, you know, eating foods that, that don't come in a bag box or a can, things that are as, as close to the earth as possible. And, you know, and I think that, but, but also having a balance in terms of, you know, not, not needing to be so restricted either, you know, being able to enjoy a treat here and there and, and, and have, you know, enjoyment in that. And so, you know, I think clean eating is important because number one, it really helps fight disease. It prevents disease. Uh, it gives us energy. It helps us sleep better. It's great for our skin. It's great for our digestion. I mean, there's so many physical benefits to it. And then there's a lot of emotional benefits to it as well, because it helps to balance our moods and our blood sugar and our emotional well-being. And so like even in recovery and addiction, eating really clean is super helpful for recovery and addiction as well. And so, 
you know, it's very important and it's just beneficial to even reset our system. You know, if you're someone who eats a lot of convenience foods or unhealthy foods, once you move toward cleaner eating, you're going to completely reset your system. And the body is such a miracle and it really can, you know, it's, it's always working and cleansing and detoxing. And so you can reset your system pretty quickly. You know, if you start to eat some clean foods and take really good care of yourself and, just, you know, do some fresh juices and lots of greens and, and your body will respond pretty quickly. I guess that's, you know, the key to it. It's looking back to nature yes. to supply what we were intended to eat. Yes. So that's fantastic. And I know that a lot of people say that they can follow a way of eating for so long. Yes. And I think we often confuse it with diet, but yes. let's, let's talk about clean eating. And they say then, oh, then they derail. So there needs to be some balance, I guess. So how can we find the balance and consistency in the way we approach our eating? Yeah, that's a great question. And so much of this is mindset because it has become the cultural norm, especially in the United States. And I don't know if it's the same where you are, but to for women and, and a lot of people to be on a diet. And the diet mindset is one of restriction and one of deprivation. And so I think a lot of us are approaching our eating from that mindset versus approaching it from how can I fuel my body? How can I nourish my body? What are the things that I enjoy? What feels good for me? Instead of coming at it from a place of restriction and I can't have that because it's not good and then feeling bad when we eat it or feeling guilty and then that starts the cycle and that's where the inconsistency comes in because we go into this guilt cycle and then we go into oh I ate bad so what's the point I'm just going to give up and eat bad all the time and I'll start over next year or in January or next month or whatever it is and, <laughs> yeah. right every every January exactly. every Monday <laughs> yeah and so we're, we're in this diet mindset that keeps us stuck in the vicious cycle versus living just more from a place of what's nourishing and what's going to fuel me and what's going to feel good for me, you know, and making choices from that place versus like, is this food good or bad or is it healthy or unhealthy? It's really about learning to trust our bodies and to, to tune into our bodies and what they really want. Cause our body will tell us and our bodies want to be healthy and they want to be balanced. And so well, the cleaner we're eating, the more our body's going to respond and tell us what it wants. And that doesn't mean we're never going to want chocolate. I mean, or a cupcake or a donut or whatever, but the cleaner we eat, the less and less we're our body's going to really want those things. Unfortunately, our mind is the thing that does the damage here because we're in such a uh, you know, that mindset of diet restriction, deprivation. And the, the, the second we deprive our ego, that's when it really lashes out and wants more. And, you know, I mean, I, I've done this so many times where I'm like, that's it. I'm not going to eat sugar anymore. And it's just, and then like the next day I'll binge on sugar, right? <laughs> yes. It's so crazy. Cause it's like the second we tell ourselves we can't have something, it's human nature to want it even more. Right. I think it's, it's what you're putting your focus on. So because you keep saying, I'm not going to eat sugar, I'm not going to eat sugar, the mom's going, well, where's the sugar? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, yeah, so that, and, and that is so much a part of the dieting mindset, you know, and, and having just really such black and white thinking when it comes to food, there's no gray area. And it's it's like this all or nothing 
attitude around food and it doesn't have to be that way. That's really the mindset that keeps us stuck in the cycle of inconsistency. When we're talking about this whole shift, it's as you move towards this. So this is something you can do over time because Rome wasn't built in a day. You didn't build these strange eating habits and getting away from nature's intention right, right overnight. So right. I realize it's a journey, but can you recommend an action that listeners could take that would support them? You know, an action that I think is really supportive is just, you know, one meal at a time, one step at a time, and really approaching it from the mindset of how can I nourish myself? What's going to feel good for my body? What will I enjoy eating? And coming at it from that mindset versus the restriction or the black and white mindset, which which gets us stuck in feeling bad or poor about if we eat something that's unhealthy. And so just, you know, choose one healthy recipe and cook that and start there. Because what I found for myself in my journey is that the healthier I ate, the better I felt and the more I wanted to do it. And so it builds upon itself. And, you know, it's, if it's something that's of value to you, because I believe our health is our wealth. And if we don't have our health, we don't have anything. I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you don't have your health, life is going to be very long and hard. And so it's a matter of really what your, your value is around health and, you know, asking your question, what's going to nourish me and what's going to fuel me and feed me in a good way. And I think just start there and take one step at a time. That, Like you say, it is one meal at a time. It's one, yes. each choice we make is yes. going to either compound the problem or create solutions for us. Exactly. Exactly. And living in a solution oriented mindset is a much more powerful way to live than living in the, the deprivation, you know, black and white thinking, which will just set you up to feel like a failure when it comes to your eating. One of the things I've been working on for a long time is to test if I'm really hungry because often yes. we're dehydrated and we're thirsty. Right. So it's right. to actually check, you know, am I actually hungry? Drink a glass of water and yes. wait, wait 15 minutes and see, am I really hungry? Cause sometimes right. it could be, you know, eating out of boredom or whatever yes. that is. So your choices sometimes can be compounded by, you know, things like just simply being dehydrated. Yes. Or like you said, bored or stressed or emotional or sad or, you know, I mean, there's all types of reasons why people eat, you know, and that's really the deeper work that I do with people is around, you know, those reasons, the emotional eating, the overeating, all of that type of stuff and really looking at lifestyle choices and why they're, they're making those choices they're making that are not necessarily serving them. That's really helpful. So Melissa, what are your tips for living fabulously? Oh, such a wonderful question. So my tips for living fabulously are get outside as often as possible. Find something that you really love and do that. Uh, when, I, when I started playing beach volleyball, it just changed my life. And it, I'm literally obsessed with it. And it brings me so much joy. So find something that is joyful and feels good for you and do that. I engage in a, also a daily, you know, spiritual practice of journaling and meditation just to really stay connected to myself and to my higher self. And that for me is such a big part of living, living fabulously, because I feel like when I'm disconnected from myself, 
nothing in life seems to go smoothly. <laughs> and so, yes. And, and eating, you know, eating good food and preparing my food and eating good food and connecting with others is so, so important for living fabulously. I really, really cherish and val- cherish and value deep connection with others. And so those are, those are some things for me that really uh, add up to living fabulously. I love that, Melissa. Thank you. You're welcome. And you can find Melissa Costello at her website. It's www.karmachow. It's K-A-R-M-A-C-H-O-W.com. And the same on Facebook. So, Melissa, thank you so much for sharing your journey and inspiring us to transform our relationship with food. I love that you said our health is our wealth because it's true. Yes. When we do not have health, nothing in our life actually is easy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's mm. true. It's true. And, and thank you so much for having me today. I really enjoyed this. You're welcome. And my takeaways here today were that we are in this busy life and we are often overwhelmed and extend sort of overextended in our lives. And so we don't have that quality of time for ourselves to get the right sleep we need, to get the food that we need to nourish our bodies. And we know that convenience is not always healthy. And I loved your simple three steps to move to clean eating, talking about using foods in their natural state, number not being in a bag or a box or a can, and consider balance and not be restrictive. And that whole concept of using that to nourish and fuel your body rather than restrict to make your choices one meal at a time. So, Melissa, thank you so much for being with me today. It's been wonderful. Thank you. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening, and I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.